You're listening to another sermon by Pastor Michael Zapata from the Potter's House Christian Church. Praise God. I want to welcome you once again to our online services here at the Potter's House Helensvale. And uh, if this is your first time for tuning in, we want to make you special feel welcome. Thank you very much uh, for taking the time and being with us. Hallelujah. Uh, If you brought your Bibles, let's turn to the book of Luke, uh, book of Luke chapter 18. We're going to begin uh, to read from verse 9 through to 14 this morning out of the book of Luke chapter 18. Uh, There was an old advertisement for international people who wanted to learn uh, and study English. Uh, This advertisement was of a Navy ship uh, that was off the coast of Europe, close to Norway. And uh, they were sending out a distress signal to uh, whatever uh, Coast Guard would be able to uh, respond and be willing to help. Frantically, they began to make the call uh, over the speakers saying, Mayday, Mayday, we are sinking. Some time went by and no response came. And of course, things intensified. And so they called out again, Mayday, Mayday, if you're out there, we are sinking. Finally, thank goodness, a Coast Guard responded and said the words, uh, what are you sinking about? The truth is, is that life consists of making right connections or being connected. I think during this time of COVID-19, their great disconnect of not being able to hang out or join with one another and be in the house of God, we begin to see the gravity, the effects of the disconnect. Yet in order for us to remain right with our Heavenly Father, It's imperative that we are consistently being connected with Him. In the passage of Scripture we're about to read, Jesus uses a parable to illustrate the connection compared to the disconnect. And so I want to preach to you a sermon entitled, Get Connected, out of the book of Luke chapter 18, starting at verse 9 through to 14. You can read along with me in your Bibles. The Bible says, Also he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves, and they were righteous and despised others. Verse 10, Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector standing afar off would not so much as raise his eyes of the heavens, but beat his breast saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. In verse 14, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Preaching the sermon, get connected. Why don't we just quickly pray and ask God's blessing upon this time together. Father God, we're asking right now that you would help us, that you would speak to each and every one of us. Lord, our desire is to be connected with you 
and your word and all that you have for us. And I'm asking you to help us to put aside every distraction, everything that tries to divert our attention from you. I'm believing, Lord Jesus, that right now in our living rooms, you would be with us, uh, strengthening us and helping us to be your people. I'm believing, Lord, uh, that you have uh, a timely word for each and every one of us so that we can grow closer to you uh, and learn all that you have for us. Uh, We thank you for this time together. We ask your blessing upon it. Uh, Bless this sermon, anoint it, uh, and help us to grow closer to you. uh, In Jesus' mighty name, and all God's people typed, amen. Hallelujah. Get connected. Let's look firstly and focus at the disconnect. Now, there are a lot of things in our lives that we... Can, that can cause us to get disconnected emotionally, uh, physically, and spiritually. Being social creatures, we see that the mistreatment of others or even ourselves being mistreated causes a disconnect in our own lives, in the workplace, at home, or in a connection with those around us. Uh, it is a mistreatment, a slanderous word, a uh, air of hostility that can cause a disconnect between two people. Being emotional creatures, we recognize that also there can be a disconnect uh, 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 as we treat ourselves uh, uh, incorrectly. That if we are overridden by uh, emotions of insecurity or uh, uh, being our worst critic, we can be, uh, begin to uh, say hurtful things to ourselves, uh, begin to act out physically in self-harm. Uh, this causes a disconnect also in our own personal lives. We add to that being spiritual creatures that if we mistreat God, this also causes a disconnect. The Bible speaks about us being born sinners, and this causes a disconnect. It was a mistreatment of our heavenly Father that now we face the ramifications of that, and many till today still turn their eyes and their voices and slander God's name. They come against Him, and they mistreat Him as their heavenly Father, therefore suffering the effect of the disconnect. Yet this deliberate act to try and disconnect from things that disappoint us or have hurt us in the past, we find that never really causes us to live the lives that we so desperately desire. What we understand is an underlining principle of being connected that this applies to everyone, irregardless to whether you believe it or not, there's still uh, uh, the underlying principle that each and every one of us were designed to be connected to somebody else. And yet, despite this being a very uh, real uh, part of life, many still opt to remain disconnected. Many still opt to avoid the unavoidable health issues that have been caused because of the disconnect with others. 
We recognize that much of uh, the medical world uh, uh, speaks about how we treat each other and how we process the stresses of life that affect our health, that affect our body, uh, heart issues, some cancers, arthritis that links us uh, to uh, how we are treated and how we treat others. And yet the tragedy is, is that there are people that because of the disconnect would rather try to address other issues, focus on things like their diet and fitness instead of actually going to the root of the issue and dealing with the disconnect. You find that your issues that you have are social and you are trying to fix them by having a vegan diet or eating a salad. You have crippling pain in your body and you feel, well, the best way to address it is either be medicated or change my diet when all the while there are issues around you of hatred, of bitterness, of resentment that you are not willing to address. Therefore, avoiding the unavoidable. Now, in our text, Jesus highlights a disconnect between a Pharisee who represents a godly man, a godly person, and a tax collector who represents a deliberate sinner. In verse 11 of our text, the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. Who repre- uh, uh, thus with himself, God, I thank you that I'm not like the other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as... This tax collector. Now, what I want you to recognize is that because the Pharisee had a stereotypical view of a tax collector, which many times, if you do your own studying, would be very much justified because of how they treated their own people, this still did not uh, 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 cause him to. Can make the right connection when it came to praying to his heavenly Father. Even though this man recognized tax collectors were bad people, they mistreated us, he wasn't responding righteously and so therefore suffered from a disconnect in his own personal prayers. It's the judgmental mindset that brings the disconnect. It's this mindset that elevates himself above others and Jesus uses the prayers of this Pharisee to be able to help us to understand that we must not elevate ourselves above others. Make us feel as though we're better than others. Because this brings a disconnect. It was Absalom that due to a megalomania mindset, uh, he thought he could steal his own father's kingdom. And this is what's tragedy about Absalom. He hired a a, a crowd, a hype crowd that would follow him, that would go before him, chant his name. And he felt as though if he just got got himself a hype group and a music group and promoted his own name in the city, somehow this would give him enough credibility to be the next king. In 2 Samuel verse 15, verse, uh, chapter 15, verse 10, Then Absalom sent spies throughout all the tribes of Israel, 
saying, As soon as you hear the sound of the trumpet, then you shall say, Absalom reigns in Hebron. Here is a man that because of his own megalomania mindset, he felt as though I would be able to raise myself up. I will be able to achieve all that I want. I can manufacture everything that will make me happy. And I don't care about who it hurts. All the while, he's hurting his own father. See, the grave error that the Pharisee made and that we must work so that we don't make the same mistake is found in verse 11 of our text. The Bible says the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you that I'm not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. Now, I don't know if you missed that, or I don't know if you caught that, but the Bible says that the Pharisee prayed with himself. He didn't pray to God. He wasn't connecting with his heavenly Father. There was a disconnect. And in fact, the Bible says he was just praying to himself. See, that's concerning. Can anybody say amen? Because it's possible to go through the religious motions of praying, reading your Bible, attending church, or even being in ministry all the while you're disconnected from your heavenly Father. It's possible for you to do all these religious things on the outside, but when it comes to connecting with your heavenly Father, there's a disconnect. So let me ask you this morning, are you connected? And if you're not connected... Do you recognize where the disconnect is? So why don't we look secondly at the two aspects of connectivity. One of my pastime hobbies that I like to uh, indulge in many times, takes up a few hours of my day, has to do with wiring. Nothing 240 volt, mainly just cables. I like to see cables and, and how things work and so... Uh, in order to be able to achieve this recently, I was trying to make a cable that started at one end, was, uh, you know, a headphone jack, and it was going to be leading to a different end. And so I needed uh, uh, to find where the connectivity was. And so I purchased a multimeter. And a multimeter is there to be able to find the connectivity. And so it has, consists of two prongs, one red and one black, and you hold one on one point of the wire and the other one where you want the connection or where you want to find where the connection is. The moment that a connection is made, there is a noise that the multimeter makes, therefore signifying that there's a connectivity or there is a flow. Now, this illustrates the importance of connectivity because when two things aren't connected, there is no flow. When two things aren't meeting or at least touching or at least going to touch eventually, 
There is no connectivity. There is no flow. Now, you can try all you want to try to solder and piece things together, but until you deal with the real issue of the disconnect, you will never be able to achieve connectivity. Now, Jesus uses the imagery of the vine to illustrate this principle. In John chapter 15, verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. And so if you're a Bible-believing Christian, you'll understand that everything connects with each other. Everything that God has created has created it to be producing with connectivity. And so you being a Christian now, whatever you are putting your mind to and trying to achieve, you will never see all that you want until you abide in Jesus Christ, He is the source to fruitfulness. He is the source to your joy. He is the source to love and happiness. But if we don't make the connection, we'll fail in our own understanding. Now, there are two aspects of connectivity spiritually. The first is horizontally. The Pharisee we see here ultimately has a a lack of understanding when it comes to uh, the horizontal relationships that we have with one another. Jesus does his best uh, as you read our text uh, to illustrate uh, how a Pharisee sees and speaks about other people. Uh, Tragically, Jesus does not paint uh, the Pharisee in a good light. In fact, we recognize just by reading it that the Pharisee does not not like or even have a friendship with this tax collector. He calls him all types of name or at least puts him in the same category as all other people that are of definitely, you know, no good He puts him in a terrible category and therefore no doubt illustrates that he does not see this tax collector very kindly. Now, today we have uh, different ways that people make friendships. Uh, It's very different to how it used to be many years ago, but it wasn't that long ago that in order for you to build a friendship, uh, you would have to meet that person face to face. You would have to get into a conversation about what they like and what they don't like, and it would be through that conversation that you would discover that their favorite color is blue, and you would respond, wow, that's my favorite color as well. Then you'd talk more, and you'd find out that they love this particular sport, and you'd respond, that's my favorite sport as well. And through the process of, uh, of communication, that friendship uh, would uh, blossom uh, and would develop. Uh, yet nowadays, things are every, everything's online. And if you really dial into it, it's many times a program that's choosing your friends for you. It is those friendship suggestions that it's almost like a mother that takes her child to school and tells her child, these are your friends, play with them. This program is putting people together to be able to build friendships and yet now people are failing to make a horizontal connection because someone has to make it for them. 
They feel inadequate. They feel as though they cannot relate to others, and so then they make they, they, they would rather be in a disconnect. See Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24, a man who has friends must himself be friendly, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. The Bible speaks about this horizontal connection that you and I must make when it comes to our friendships and the people that we surround ourselves with. And listen to me, if we don't embrace or understand this principle, uh, there comes a great disconnect. Uh, and, and the Bible is speaking about making friends and being friendly with uh, the people around you. And that's not specifically speaking about just friends. That could be also those people that have let you down, that have disappointed you, that have hurt you. Matthew chapter 6, verse 15, But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. Here the Bible says that in order for you to not be afflicted by a disconnect, there has to be a horizontal connection so that you don't remove yourself from all that God has for you. It's a connectivity. The second aspect of spiritual connectivity has to do with a vertical relationship. It's tragic at how one, the Bible says, talks to himself and the other one speaks to his creator. In verse 13, and the tax collector standing afar off could not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. There was something about his vertical relationship that he recognized, I am not living right. I'm not living clean. I am a sinner in the eyes of God and I need a change. Have mercy on me. It was Isaac Newton that said, God made the governs the... Uh, Sorry, it was Isaac Newton that said, God made and governs the world invisibly and has commanded us to love and worship Him and no other God, to honour our parents and masters and love our neighbours as ourselves and to be temperate, just and peaceable and to be merciful even to brute beasts. Here is a man that possibly had gone through some trials in his own life, but he recognized that these trials horizontally, he didn't want them to hinder his vertical relationship with his Father in heaven. One aspect of mercy is that it is linked with truth. Our text reveals the heart of the tax collector. He says, be merciful to me, a sinner. And it is those words that that ultimately come out of a heart of humility that say, recognize I am a sinner. That truthful fact that causes you to cry out for mercy. If you and I don't recognize the state of our hearts, the state of who we are, listen, we won't, even, we won't cry out for mercy because we'll feel that we're okay the way we are. See, what if... Uh, what you find is that when we make the connection, now with the connection, things begin to flow. For the tax collector, he recognized his failure. I'm a sinner. 
but it was in recognizing his failure that helped him to overcome his greatest fear that he cried out for mercy because he didn't want to be going into eternity in his sinful state. And this helped him to align himself with the blessings, a blessed future that God had for him. See, it all connects. So I will look thirdly and in closing at staying connected. Often on my drive home, I pass by through a new area and in Kumra, there's a lot of new residential areas being built. But before the houses get put on the land, there's these enormous excavators that go through and diggers and they lay all types of pipes and cables in the ground. And generally, it consists of three guys that are standing around outside a hole while one is in the middle of it digging. No doubt, all of them getting paid for it. But this illustrates the things that are not seen, that there is power cables being laid, that there is uh, uh, telephone lines, things that will connect uh, that new area to the already established areas. Uh, And this highlights things that are unseen. They say that character is who you are when no one is watching. It's the unseen things uh, that ultimately make who we are. And if we think about this, imagine the Pharisee who, if he had known Jesus Christ, uh, is listening, is watching in the physical, uh, uh, in the physical realm, uh, how much he would have considered or even changed. And sometimes we can grow careless uh, when we're in our living room, we're, we're in our prayer closet, we're lifting up our voice, uh, and we're not careful of what we're saying or how we're saying it. Because all the while, our Father in heaven's tuning in and is listening and is hearing the prayers of his people. And God forbid, because of how we say things or our attitude or our heart, we disconnect ourselves from ever reaching God. What we have to realize is that Jesus is concerned about our hearts. And we need to be one Uh, are people that are constantly checking our character. Number one, a character check comes by association. It comes by who you hang out with, who you spend time with. In 1 Corinthians 15.33, do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts uh, good habits. It's in the book of Kings, the 2nd Kings. The Bible tells a story of a tree lopper. He had borrowed an axe to accomplish this job. And while at work, uh, and uh, he's swinging the axe, the axe head fell off uh, uh, the handle and it flew into a river and uh, the axe head went to the very bottom. He voiced his concerns to the prophet Elisha uh, and a miracle transpired because the axe head floated and he was able to get that back. In verse 5, the Bible says, But as one was cutting down a tree, the iron axe head fell into the water, and he cried out, saying, Alas, Master, for it was borrowed. Listen to me. This illustrates uh, about the cutting edge that you need to remain in. 
that it is, thank goodness that Elisha was there to be able to bring about that miracle so that the axe head would float, so that this man would be able to uh, uh, get his edge back. Listen to me, it's more than just the financial issue. It's more than just the social issue. We don't want to be disconnected. And the closer that we are with the miraculous God, the more that we'll be able to maintain a cutting edge. It has to do with who we associate ourselves with. Do the people that you hang around with help you to keep your edge? Number two has to do with accountability. See, it's this association with the right people that helps us to keep living the right way, God's way. Our friends who help us, who navigate through the issues of life, how we respond to the stresses, how we respond to the reversals that we face. Listen to me, it, it has to do with an accountability. During this time of COVID-19, we're finding ourselves in isolation, not meeting with one another, but I wonder, are you still remaining accountable to someone? Are you still accountable for your actions to someone? Because I can't tell you how many times a call from a friend has navigated me back on the straight and narrow, a correction, a rebuke. Why? Because we stay accountable. Calling my pastor and saying, Pastor, I just, I just want to stay accountable with you. And today, no doubt, friendships have become more and more of a necessity because we all need to be encouraged. We all need to remain accountable. We all need to stay and keep in contact. Number three, it has to do with accessibility. See, staying connected with our Heavenly Father requires us to still remain accessible, that there's something about the heart of humility that does not bring disconnect between us and our Father in heaven. Jesus sums up our passage of Scripture in verse 14, and He says, I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For anyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Jesus reveals to us a heart of humility, that it is a heart of humility that opens our, us to ex, being accessible, that our Father in heaven can speak, uh, can correct, uh, can bring direction. It's through a right heart of humility that we are still accessible to our Father in heaven. This is what attracts the attention of God. This is what helps us so that we don't stray away and disconnect ourselves from our Father in heaven. Let me close with this story about Samuel Morse. Samuel Morse was born into a preacher's home in New England just two years after George Washington was elected as the first president of the United States. After finishing his education at Yale, he went to England to hone his painting skills Upon his return to America, he was re renowned as a very gifted artist and soon became uh, uh, under much demand. 
Moses' first wife unfortunately passed away while he was away uh, from home painting in Washington, D.C. He did not receive the news until finally it was too late. But because of this heartbreak that Samuel had to face, it turned him away from painting. And now he began to develop a means of rapid communication with others over a great distance. Eventually, Samuel Morse led to the discovery of the telegraph. Now, despite his fame and the many honours that came to, him, uh, uh, came to him, Morse wasn't proud or boastful at all. In a letter to his second wife, he wrote, The more I contemplate this great undertaking, the more I feel my own littleness, and the more I perceive the hand of God in it, and how he has assigned to various persons the duties, he being the great controller, all others he honored, uh, all other his honored instruments, hence our dependence first of all on God, then on each other. You know, it was Samuel Morse that made the great connection. He understood the power of connectivity. Had he discovered this prior to his wife falling sick, maybe the words of I love you or goodbye would have been there, but unfortunately because of a disconnect, those words were never uttered. But listen to me, this man remained humbled. This man did not boast and gave himself to fixing that disconnect and finally made the connection. Listen to me, we have a Father in heaven that if we would remain humble, that if we would remain accessible, that if we would remain accountable, listen, God wants to direct and He wants to speak. He doesn't want your prayers to bounce back or fall to the ground, but rather that they would reach heaven, that they would touch His ears and they would ultimately be in line to be answered. This is the God that we serve. But it's up to us to recognize the disconnect. Make the conscious decision to get connected. Hallelujah. We serve a good God, beloved. And His desire is for us to get connected. Let me ask you, are you connected this morning? I'm going to ask you right now, wherever you are, we're going to close off in a word of prayer. But just before we do, I want to give an opportunity to find if there's anyone out there listening and watching right now that you're not saved, maybe you're backslidden, your heart's not right with Jesus Christ, that Jesus is not your Lord and Savior, that you have not repented of your sins. Right now where you are in your living room, you can bow your head, you can close your eyes. Because I want to give you an opportunity that I was given many years ago to commit my life to my heavenly Father through my Savior, Jesus Christ, getting connected and experiencing the blessings, the joy, the love, and the purpose that God has for each and every one of us. If you're watching this morning and you're 
recognizing in your own life there is sin. That sin brings a disconnect. That sin causes there to be a rift between you and your heavenly Father. But this is why Jesus Christ came. He died on the cross of Calvary. He shed His blood so that you and I would be redeemed. The Bible says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Listen to me, we need to be desperately saved from our own wickedness. We need to be saved from our sins. This is why Jesus Christ came. He came to bring a connection. And if you're honest this morning, you'd recognize, you know what, I am a sinner. Just like this tax collector says, be merciful to me for I am a sinner. See, if you're humble enough this morning to repent of your sins, Jesus Christ is able to bring a connection in your own life. And so right now, if you're listening, if you're watching, you recognize I'm a sinner. I have transgressed. I have broken God's commandments. I live in a way that is not pleasing to God. You know, you don't have to continue in that state. You can be set free. You can be delivered this morning by praying a prayer. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart, this is how we are saved. And so if you're watching this morning and you would like to pray, would you let us know? There is a button that you can click to be able to signify to us that you want prayer, that you want to pray a sinner's prayer saying, Father, forgive me, I'm a sinner. I'm asking you to come into my heart. Make me a new person. I'm repenting of my sins. If that's you and you want to pray, I want you to hit that button right now. Raise your hand uh, uh, there in the online world uh, and we'll have someone lead you through a prayer, getting connected with you so that you would make heaven your home, so that you would have the assurance that if you were to die today, you would go and be in heaven with Jesus Christ, now Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. If that's you, take that next step. Hit that button and let us pray with you this morning. Then changing the order of the service, I want to speak to us Christians. You know, the fact that Jesus uses a Pharisee illustrates the fact that as Christians, we can begin to be diverted and ultimately disconnect ourselves from our Heavenly Father. We've got to be careful that we don't grow religious, fall into the motions of doing things just out of a religious nature, but rather never connecting with our Heavenly Father. I want to encourage you right now, wherever the disconnect is, you look for that. You find if there's maybe you're feeling your prayers aren't being answered, find the disconnect. Maybe you're feeling as though those uh, uh, things that you're crying out for uh, aren't coming to fruition. Find where the disconnect is. Check your own heart. Find what's lacking in your own personal walk uh, and deal with that so that you get connected once again. Because I can tell you right now, our Father in heaven is so desperately desiring to hear from you. He wants your prayers, to be brought up to Him. But first, we must deal with the disconnect. We must aim to get connected and allow the blessings to flow from there. Hallelujah. Praise God. Why don't we just close off in a word of prayer this morning. Father God, we're so thankful once again that we could be around Your Word, connected with You once again. I'm asking You, Lord Jesus, 
For all those that prayed a prayer of repentance, Lord, that you would seal it in their hearts, that you would cause them to now live for you wholeheartedly. I'm asking for all those that have been serving you, maybe have strayed, maybe have been unfaithful. Lord, I'm asking you through the Holy Ghost, the power of the conviction of the Holy Ghost, that you would help us to recalibrate us once again and make right decisions. We're so grateful for all that you're doing, all that you want to do through our lives. We're asking, Lord Jesus, that you would continue to be with us, strengthen us, help us to grow closer to you, to know your perfect will and to live it out in these last days. We're so thankful for your word. We ask a blessing upon each and every one of us in Jesus' mighty name. And all God's people typed in. Amen and amen. Praise God. I want to thank you once again for uh, joining with us on our regular services. Uh, I'm so grateful for uh, your uh, uh, regular attendance online. Uh, please uh, uh, stay in tune with all that we're doing. Uh, all our services are streamed online. Uh, you can go for more details to www.pottershousegoldcoast.com.au. Uh, all the details are there. My information is there as well, and so you can get co- uh, contact me directly. Uh, let's stay connected. Let's be looking out for one another so that nobody falls through the cracks and we lose anyone. Let's remain in all that God has for us. I want to thank you once again on behalf of me and my family. I want to just let you know that we miss you and we so desperately want to be joined once again with you in our regular services here in Helensvale. And so God bless you until we see you again online. Amen.